0: This past week, YouTube flipped the switch on content ID for multi-channel networks. So if you're vault of in video games, you were affected. We talk about that. Also this week, Valve unveiled the Steam box to all those beta testers. We drool and we envy over them. All that and much more on this week's Geek Gamer Weekly. Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by our very own Roku app for Geek Gamer TV. You can go back and watch the back catalog of Geek Gamer Weekly, Minecraft Me, our specials from PAX Prime, E3, and soon-to-be CES 2014. To grab that app today, go to ggtv.me slash Roku. This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode 250, recorded Sunday, December 15th, 2013. YouTube content ID. Hey everybody, welcome again to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. This is the Uber podcast for geeks and gamers. Thank you for joining us for episode 250 of an ongoing, continuing saga that is... uh, this show and uh sorry to say that this is the last one yeah uh, well it could be there's a lot of stuff going on and i'm hoping that these guys uh, that i also consider very good friends of mine can help me work this out joining me this week is our, our good friend of the show good friend of minecraft good friend in life here he is mr john kessler hey john hi how are you man okay just ducky yeah very good is it, is, why, is it kind of a duck dynasty kind of a, a ducky though is it uh is it that no. kind
1: of thing no just just ducky
0: i didn't realize that you were famous now no. uh you're you're on television in uh, seattle mm-hmm. in the greater metropolitan area I, I don't recognize you without the beard though
1: mm-hmm.
0: you not. Know i have my own beard not ah, fair enough also joining us this week uh also a great friend of the show also co-host of minecraft me and server administrator, and uh, he's uh, he's earning that money this weekend. Here he is, folks, Mr. Joseph Elby. Hey, Joe, how are you? Doing good. Sorry that you have to reinstall all your stuff there. And yeah, me be- too. Because of uh, a <laughs> because of a uh, uh, an issue with uh, with someone uh, installing 32-bit Linux in a 64-bit environment, or how would you explain that? Just someone not reading. <sighs>
2: Uh yeah so um I asked them to throw the 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 install disk for um for the the version of Linux that we use and uh and I I didn't even think to specify 32 or 64 bit because the server's got 32 gigs of RAM right. so it's sort yeah. of a you know it's like a what else would you use you know exactly. uh, and right. um so I went through the whole setup process I got everything up and running and then all of a sudden I couldn't allocate more than a couple gigs of RAM to a java process and like what is going on? You did and some investigating on me. You I did some it. some digging yeah. in, and yeah. it was like, oh, that's what's going on. Uh, um, so yeah. Now I'm now. Finally, they did remount the the correct drive for me at least, which is nice. I appreciate that. However, it's still sort of like frustrating.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's frustrating because all that work is now gone, and you have to start all over. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's now also time to introduce, if you're watching our video stream, the uh, quad shot minus one person. Couldn't get a guest, number four. I I tried. I, I really, really tried to, yeah. to bring somebody on. I uh, put out the big word, uh, but everybody seemed to be busy, either watching a uh, wrestling pay-per-view or Sunday night football, <gasps> or they just uh, had schedule conflicts and they just couldn't do it. So...
1: I like the background you Both have. of those things Thank are you. tonight?
0: Yeah, all those things are happening tonight. Yeah, there's a wow. WWE pay-per-view. There's a big football game. And uh, what was the other one? Um, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, no, no, they're yeah. just n- not available. People are not available. Yeah. So that's okay. Um, uh, this week, uh, you know, I, I did mention uh, on the top of the show and by the way, I, I did put out the word on the Twitters and the Facebooks, um, really looking for somebody. So if you're not following us on Twitter or the Facebooks, please do so. The uh, the The YouTube universe is a very interesting one, and one that I think I joined the party very, very late. Um, Geek Gamer Weekly, or Geek Gamer TV, I should say, has been around doing this kind of thing for... 8 years and it started off as an audio only podcast that I did with a good friend of us ours Kyle Rumley. We did a show called Hoser Chat and those those uh exep- exceptions are uh, I'm sorry, not exceptions. Gosh, where's my mind today? Those archives are still on our website. So, we've been doing this for a long time. And instead of being weird and posting videos up on YouTube and uh, clipping things and, you know, doing Let's Plays and all these other things, I I did the audio podcast thing, eventually, obviously, going into video. So, one of the things that we do uh, on the show here is we talk about gaming, games, we talk about and show clips of trailers and video games and give our thoughts and ideas about them. But over the past week, um, John, did you? So you you came to me. You actually sent me a message, mm-hmm. and you said, "Hey, Chase, did you uh, hear about the big YouTube fiasco?" Right, you were you were coming to me about that. Yeah. And what did you hear? What did you know?
1: I was just browsing my usual internet or uh, news site. I won't name it, and uh, they had they had a link on it about okay. it. Yeah. And so, I was just like going. Hmm. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't. You hadn't said anything, so I was kind of curious to, you know, to see what you know you had seen.
0: Yeah. So, so here's here's what what is going on, you guys, essentially. And this is something that I've been combating for a couple of years now. Is when you do a video and you post it up to YouTube, you have to be very, very careful and very sure that the content within that video falls under fair use law and copyright law. You need to make sure that you're not, A, ripping somebody off and not giving them fair credit for the works that they're doing. Let's say, for example, taking a song, say, like from John's collection, a Michael Bolton song, Mm -hmm. and putting it on a video. you got to make sure that you're giving proper credit. And not only that, usually you can't even use the song anyway because there's copyright involved. Giving credit is not enough. Now, with millions of people uploading videos daily to YouTube... YouTube had to come up with a system to make it easier for them to enforce those copyrights because they were about to be sued out of existence. I don't know if you remember a number of years ago when Google purchased YouTube, one of the things is you had Viacom and you had these larger companies coming after them and say, hey, look, if you don't come up with a system that can flag these potentially copyright works, we're going to take you down. Because you're responsible for having this content up. So what YouTube did is they came up with a system called Content ID, which essentially what it does is when you upload a piece of video, it will scrub the 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 video portion and the visual portion and the audio portion to make sure that you're not uploading something that is against that copyright or against those works, so to speak. A lot of it's automated, the majority of it's automated, but it also allows content holders or copyright holders, if they see that their works are being infringed upon, they can, with the simple click of a mouse, flag a video and require the person who posted that video, uh, they have to prove that they have the rights to use that particular clip or video, okay? So now we know what, what Content ID is. So over the past week, Content ID kicked in for a major segment of the YouTube audience. Now, a lot of game streamers, a lot of game reviewers, a lot of those guys like uh, Angry Biscuit, uh, Angry Joe, uh, man, uh, Mark Busler over there at ClassicGameRoom.com. A lot of these guys were... They got their their videos flagged by an automated system. They basically flipped it. And a lot, uh, um, the majority of those gamers that were affected, they were belonging to what are called MCNs or multi-channel networks, okay? Now, originally, these multi-channel networks were there to help protect, if you will, the members of those networks from bogus or wrong copyrights, and these multi-channel networks were supposed to police themselves, essentially, police their members. Well, they didn't do a very good job of it, and so YouTube said, well, we're taking over. We're going to Angry Biscuit. Sorry. Sorry, chat room. Meant to be Total Biscuit. You guys knew what I meant. I'm not thinking straight from this, and I'll tell you why, but anyway, so the the thing that gets frustrated about this is there's no a penalty for somebody throwing up a false claim that's one so they can just claim your content say hey they're infringing my content and then the other per, other side has 30 days to dispute it and typically they wait till day number 30 before they release or push the dispute even further uh we heard a lot uh, from small independents as well as larger independents, uh, one one guy that I've watched his videos for years, his name's Mark Buesler. He does something called Classic Game Room. He's been he was one of the original, if you will, partners, and he said basically that he's not doing it on the on YouTube anymore. He's going to tell people that hey, he's got a new review up on YouTube, and then direct people to his website to watch the content. Now, he has a large, huge audience to do this. I think his audience will end up supporting him wherever he goes. And this is where I'm going to come in with you guys here and going to ask you, and then we have more stories relating to content idea here in a minute, but... Here we are, Geek Gamer TV, trying to get ourselves noticed, to put out quality content in gaming and technology. We put it up on YouTube. I mean, hell, Joe and I have run into this issue many times where we couldn't do certain Minecraft parodies because they got flagged on YouTube because the parody sounded so close to the legit song that um, it would get pulled, or not just pulled, but flagged. And what happens here, you guys, is when a piece of content gets flagged, then that revenue goes away. Like all the hard work that putting into that revenue, because we know a lot of people either can't donate or contribute or won't. They just want to watch stuff for free. And so part of the 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 appeal to putting videos up on YouTube is you get a, a piece of that r- shared revenue. So when more people watch your video because of something that you've done well, you get rewarded for that. But now... That's potentially going away. I mean, a lot of these guys got flagged, hundreds plus. Um, Joe, I know we talked a lot about this on Thursday's Minecraft me before the show, kind of delayed at the start of our show because a lot of this was fresh in our minds. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you, what do you think of this content ID system that's always been there? It's been there for a, a while, but now it's starting to affect gaming related content
2: well it's hard right because it's it's sort of a double-sided thing if you're if you're on the side of the content holder if you if you own something right if you own if you have the trademark on something you don't want other people stealing it because that is your work right and it, it legitimately they sh- there should be a method for people who are actually wronged to have a way to to recover that to absolutely get that to get that back and, and i have I mean, to be clear, there's uh, there's no qualm with a, I, I don't have any qualm with a content holder. You know I don't care if if you're a, a giant movie studio making a movie and, and you're you're you know saying this is our property, as long as they're not going beyond the the, the rules that are set in place for it, you know there, there were a set of laws and they're still on the books that were decided and that's how it should work and that is what everyone should conform to. And it doesn't matter if you have a billion dollars behind your name. It doesn't matter if you have five dollars behind your name. Everyone has to conform to the same rules. That's sort of how the system is supposed to work. The problem is, at least now, is the people with all this money are are sort of stretching how far they can go. They're, they're, it's gone beyond the point of just saying, well, that is something we created and we have the rights to it and you're not allowed to use it. Now they're saying, well, it may not be something we technically created, but it's awfully close or we would have created it if we thought of it. (laughs) And just by saying that, um, they're able to get content shut down and taken offline at least for 30 days. And after 30 days, well, whatever was done is so stale and so old that nobody cares about it it, But it's not
0: about also they they don't get it taken down. What happens is they get a piece of that revenue and they split it with YouTube or split it with Google. And... I mean, you got guys like Angry Joe, who did a, say, I think he did a 15-minute interview with the makers of Tomb Raider. He had their permission. He he was on a game show, either E3 or CES. I don't know where he was. But he was there at the game show doing the interview. He used no, <laughs> no videos, no game music, none of it. And it was flagged. Now, the game companies, a lot of the major companies have already come out on this and said they support the YouTubers. They support them. They want them to uh, dispute these things. Mm -hmm. But the problem is there's a couple of issues here. First off, okay, say you do a 20-minute review video about, I'm just trying to find a game in here, Call of Duty World at War. Game came out a few years ago. A lot of people were not happy with it. So, do the review of Call of Duty World at War. They're using clips of the game. Is that legal? First, is that legal? Well, I would consider that yes. That's considered fair use. Okay, I'm not taking the whole game and putting it up online. It is, I'm doing
2: a review of a game. Okay. And oftentimes those clips that are being used in that review... ...are part of what's known as a press pack anyway. Right, right. Which is distributed with the intent of being used yes. for exactly that purpose. <laughs> right. But what's
0: happening is you have third-party companies that work with these game developers and publishers. And they they have their systems in there and they flag them. Okay, okay. And what happens is, so let's say I work really hard. I put 12 hours into this 20-minute video, editing, splicing, putting everything in there. I put it up on YouTube, okay? And it's fresh because the game just came out. So a lot of people are gonna go into YouTube and they're gonna type in World at War review. And uh, somebody may watch it and they'll spread it to their friends. It may become viral. And then what happens is eventually the content ID system Catches up because remember it's an automated system. It doesn't happen instantly. Sometimes it happens one or two days later. It will flag the content that was just uploaded, and then it requires me, the the maker, to dispute it or acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And then they can take up the thirty days to uh, come back to what they if they agree with me of my use of fair use. And if they they say, oh yeah, you're right. You can, you can have it and you can monetize it all you want. Well, there's no penalty for them for flagging that content. So what happens is for those 30 days that that, that dispute is in review, all ad revenue is going to them mm. and Google. And then by the time they release it, it's old news.
1: news.
0: It doesn't matter anymore.
1: You backbill uh, Google.
0: Right. Um... There's no there's no penalty for these con, uh, for these these uh, flaggers, if you will. There's no penalty for them for false flagging your content. Someone could be malicious and try to get your content flagged, and say they're from a third party. Uh, YouTube released a statement on this particular issue, uh, and and basically they don't seem to really understand the issue and. This is what they said, uh, and this is their official statement. They said, quote, We recently enabled the content uh, ID scanning on channels identified as affiliates of multi-channel networks. We talked about them. Uh, This has resulted in new copyright claims for some users based upon policies set by the relevant content owners. As ever, channel owners can easily dispute content ID claims if they believe those claims are invalid. So, there's, a, there's many, many multi-channel networks like Machinima and IGN and uh, Curse is another one that I know of uh, that are out there. But what happens is, what's the point of being, being a part of one of these networks if they're not there to protect you from the bogus claims, if mm-hmm. you will? So you have some people like Mark over at Classic Game Room just taking his stuff and going somewhere else. But he's Here's the thing, he has the audience, he has the experience, and he he has the following to support him in making that move. Now, a couple of days ago, a few days ago, I went ahead and made the decision to cease all monetization on all the videos that Geek Gamer TV has on YouTube. I turned it all off. A, because I don't want YouTube getting another penny of my money than I can help it for. And B, I didn't want to start getting a lot of my videos claimed. Now, here's the thing, right? A lot of the vi- all the videos that we put out, I consider fair use under the law, and I'd be willing to fight it. If of course, if I had the money and time to fight any claim against my videos. But the problem is, if something is viral in the very beginning, and after 30, 30- they can wait to the very last day and then say, "Go ahead, let it go." I just don't know what to do. Because a lot of our a lot of the stuff that we do is gaming. Mm-hmm. Now the here's the good news, right? YouTube is not our end all, be all of hosting of our content. We have a great website. A new one's going to be refresh. It's going to be refreshed here very, very soon. It's going to be even better. It's going to be a great place to watch the, the content that we make. But the drawback is, I can't e- I can't easily monetize that video. Get ads for it through the way I can use YouTube for that purpose. So I really don't know what to do, and also get people to discover us, right? I mean, what do you do? What can you do? Um, you know, talking about independent, you know, YouTube or YouTubers. There's this. Uh, I reached out to a lot of people, and uh, uh, this is a this is a small independent, he doesn't have monetization on either. And he goes in and talks about how these YouTube claims can affect all of us. And I wanted to show this to you guys. A uh, bon- uh, warning on the language po- possible. Hello
3: folks, this is Neil here from I Will Always Love Video Games. Um, I guess I was a little too nice in my last video there's still some people out there who don't seem to get why this whole content ID claim thing is. So, I'm here to explain it. I'm gonna explain why it's, and why it affects not just gaming YouTubers. It affects all of us, even just viewers, not content creators. First off, I'd like to say again, um. At iWolf we are not monetized, we're not making any money off our videos at all, we are not part of a multi-channel network, so personally this content ID claim (laughs) isn't affecting us yet. (sighs) But it still pisses us off for good reason, for very good reason. And another group of people who are pissing me off personally are the people out there who are telling people like Angry Joe to get a real job. Okay.
0: So he so he continues uh, talk, talking about that part of it, which is a different uh, thing. Uh, but, but I want to address the chat room real quick and, and kind of answer some of the questions. Dull Agent uh, basically says some people may try to move the Twitch since it has an affiliate program. Well, yes and no. <laughs> the thing is, you have to be uber popular to become affiliated. And the thing is, you know, we're on Twitch. We're on Twitch right now. You are you could be watching us on Twitch. Well, you know, the, the problem with Twitch is it's only for live streaming only. <laughs> it's not meant uh, to discover other videos. Now, yes, people have stored videos on Twitch, but you don't, the only time you ever earn any kind of revenue from Twitch is if you are, quote-unquote, partnered. And to be partnered, you have to have a huge audience and following. And to get up to that point, it's it, I, I, in my opinion, it's very, very hard to do. Um, the thing is, Content ID is already there with streaming as well on YouTube. We tried doing a, a live stream of something, and our stream was yanked. During the live show, because it detected in the background some copywritten music that
2: it was so faint, we didn't even hear it, but it was there and it got yanked. Yeah. And as a result, the entire channel was degraded for a time period. Yeah, a week.
0: uh, A week. We couldn't do any live broadcasts for a week because there was uh, copywritten audio in the background. Which is probably what happened, by the way, to Angry Joe when he was at the convention. It probably picked up some sort of audio cue in the background. Now, yeah, YouTube says, well, you know, all you got to do is, uh, what you got to do is, uh, you know, d- dispute it back. But then they, they, they get to wait 30 days.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing is, like one of the articles was talking about is if they lose the, you, you, for some reason, yeah, you actually lose the dispute, yeah, you get a strike against you. Yep. And then and what happens? How, And, well, it was enough of those, but I don't know what's... Three strikes and you're out. Okay.
0: Three, and then your account is gone. Gone. So...
1: A lot of people are afraid. They're very afraid.
0: I mean, I don't blame Mark over Classic Game Room one bit and taking his stuff to his website. But I'm looking at the small guy here, and I still consider us a small guy. I didn't make nearly anything on monetization with our videos being monetized on YouTube. This uh, operation has been completely um, done out of majority my pocketbooks. We've also received some awesome donations. One person definitely knows who they are. Because honestly, if that person didn't step up at the time that they did... I honestly don't know if I would have continued doing this because the way I see it, you know, I put my my heart and my energy and time into something, but it, you know, it it hasn't paid off. And I'm thinking maybe, just maybe next year might might pay it off with the changes that we're doing and some of the things we're I'm trying to implement. But at the same time, part of doing this is trying to get your name and voice out there across many different platforms in places as possible and one of the biggest is YouTube and I'm conflicted I'm very conflicted because do I go ahead and continue placing our content up on YouTube or do what I did last week or this week so what I did this past week is instead of posting the full episode of Minecraft Me on YouTube that we've been doing since the beginning since episode 1 for episode 105 I said hey everybody This week, we're talking about WorldEdit CUI. If you'd like to know more, come on over to GeekGamer.tv and you can watch the full episode. But, Mm -hmm. will people come over? (laughs) Well, I don't know. Wait Wait and see. You know, it, it gets really bad when even you're an independent... Provider of games, for example, Indie Maven, John Blow, Jonathan Blow, he posted video of his own game that he made and it was flagged by Content ID saying, first off, he uh, uploaded video of a game called The Witness. He's an independent developer. And he owns all the rights to this game. He uploaded video gameplay of this game. YouTube sent him a violation noticing that his footage, The Witness, was owned by Sony. Now, this is the problem, right? So, Sony's going to flag the content. He's going to say, I own it. After 30 days, they're going to release that claim, probably. Mm-hmm. You would think. But... There's no uh, there's no harm to Sony for for pushing out a false claim, is there? Or putting out a uh, saying that you did something wrong, right?
1: There's- I th- I think if they should say, you know, if the the whoever it is that's backing it, if they lose more than three claims, they should get banned from making claims.
0: True, but they're not. They're not. Nope. See, the only time a video ever gets removed from YouTube is if there's a, a copyright claim against, mm-hmm. but these are just content claims. And and then then you got the whole thing like what is considered fair, right? Is it fair to take a, a video that's say 20 minutes long, like Angry Joe doing a, a review of say Battlefield four and he uses say a, a minute of video? What happens is when that copyright holder claims that video, they're taking one hundred percent of that video. Is that fair?
2: well there should be what is be, considered fair well well there there should be in the so right part of the as i recall and i haven't i haven't really looked into it recently but as i recall part of the 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 agreement in terms of youtube adding this content id system just in general i'm not talking about specifically what they've done recently but originally was that while a uh, a content creator could report something that was infringing on their rights which was totally appropriate and fine if they reported something that wasn't as if it was or reported something that was th- that they thought was illegal but actually wasn't there was supposed to be some kind of penalty to them uh, but there doesn't appear to be because they're still doing it and uh, and even i mean there's no, the, the the bigger, I mean, one of the big issues here is that there's no human behind it, right? There's nobody yeah, it's a robot. S- overviewing what's going on. It's, yep. it's just a computer says, well, that looks kind of similar. It's 51%. We're going to go with it. You know, the same way that the NSA was deciding whether or not you were a U.S. citizen. <laughs>
0: right. You
2: know, 51% yeah. chance you're not a U.S. citizen, so we'll yeah. just do whatever we want. Right. Um, You know, so it it I think that's a problem is, is there's no there's huge repercussions for the person who's who's being reported whether they're being reported legally or correctly or not but for the person doing the reporting there's absolutely none you know there's no downfall to them at all w- which makes me think that yeah maybe if if I was a media company I would just hire a law firm that was independent enough to to appear impartial and just have them just have them go every video that I didn't like for any reason just flag it. I don't like the way that that guy looked at that toy that this other manufacturer used, so that you know it'd be bad publicity for me. Flag it. I don't care, and and it doesn't matter because the review process takes so long. There's no penalty for doing it. Why not? Right. I mean, remember this. This this all comes back to
0: the same company who flagged content from NASA about Curiosity deploying to Mars. Remember that? <laughs> right, yeah. That happened to us. We yeah. brought that coverage live from NASA, which is the government's yeah. channel. We yeah, can, and, and
2: what's what's funny about you know, that is government-created content doesn't get copyrighted. Exactly. That's But an automated system flagged yeah. it. Probably because all of the other news channels out there were covering it. And they claimed it as theirs. Right, even though... Yeah, they also weren't the content owners. Yeah,
0: it's going to be one of those situations where I don't know what the right move is for Geek Gamer TV. I I did state and made a statement that uh, we're going to slowly start pulling away from from uh, YouTube. I mean, we've already always had our content available on our website without YouTube ads, but the way. I saw YouTube was as a monetization relationship where if I created very, very good content, I could possibly make some extra money to help offset the costs associated with doing this kind of thing. Now, good friend of ours, Jay Hockey in the chat room, saying that I would have continued doing this, nothing can stop me. Well, while that might be true, I'm not going to say no. I honestly, you know... it gets it, it really becomes disheartening when you see you know you try, you try and you try and you try and you try and you don't break through you know it just there's after after a while you just like you just stop because it just gets ti- you get tired of doing that fight and for example like guys like mark who left youtube was tired of fighting was just tired and there's a lot of gamers out there who want to be the next classic game room, who want to be the next Angry Joe, who may not be able to do that because of these automated systems and these policies. Do you guys think that this will kill YouTube? I mean, obviously, it makes it seem like YouTube wants everybody to just, you know, blog. I mean, what do you... I mean, I don't know. I mean...
1: but now that only it only really gets tagged is if you got monetization on correct.
0: Well, yeah, possibly, maybe. No, that's not always the case because what? Remember, when you upload content, uh-huh. you automate. There's an automated system that checks if there is anything mm-hmm. copyright in your material, and if there is, they can do one of two things: they can say copyright violation, we want that taken down, or B. Well, we're going to let you have it up on the internet. We're going to let you keep it up on YouTube. But we may place ads next to it or on that video. Hmm. So, so what happens, John, is if I make a video about Battlefield 4 and they decided, you know what, we, we consider that not fair use. We're going to monetize your content. So, basically, you're saying that my hard work, you're going to get paid for it because you feel that I'm infringing on your copyright.
1: Okay. So it it is more than just the stuff that was getting monetized right. already. Right.
0: Exactly. Okay. I mean they can go through any one of our videos and they have. Mm-hmm. And I've and I've and I've disputed every one of them and I consider them fair use. Now after 30 days, those those claims have been cleared. But 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 then it's too late. You've already lost the uh Yeah. The juice, if you will. You've already lost the the new factor.
1: Mm-hmm. But on the ones that aren't monetized, though, during that period, that, that video is still up.
0: Oh, yeah. No, the yeah. video is always up unless they dispute it for copyright infringement and have them take it down. Okay. Yeah. Now, if some people have said, well, why, why don't you go to Daily Motion or Vimeo or all these other places? You can. But there's a big key word there, and that's monetization. You know, One of the big things, the reason why you have guys... And gals and gamers who have basically quit their jobs to focus on creating excellent content. And if you haven't watched any of the Angry Joe videos or, or uh, you know, Total Biscuit videos, watch them. There's there's good content there. But they may not make it for, for YouTube anymore because what's the point? If they're not going to get paid for their hard work, what's the point? Why upload it? I just, I don't know what to do. I mean, I don't, I mean, for, for me, a small guy, I want to fight this. I really do. And I and the feel like the only way that I could potentially fight anything like this is say, well, if you want to watch some of the content that we've put together, come watch it on our website. But I don't earn monetization from that fact. I don't earn that potential income, you know? no agent no during those 30 days ads still are showing they just go to that content owner they well no they they go to the to whoever's disputing it
2: the guy who's claimed to be the content right owner. the company yeah. who's yeah so say for,
0: so so take this as an example okay nintendo see this is where this is where i mean what do you do right this is this is a uh, nintendo here they're co- they're flagging copyright. They're calling it copyright in a latest sweep of videos. So somebody posted a video of Mario Party Island Tour, and as you could see here, uh, Mar- uh, Nintendo has flagged sound recording content uh, on parts of that video. Now this video isn't pulled. They just want they they just want to receive revenue from that video being viewed. So if you have a million views and that and that thing is just rack, racking it up and everybody's watching it, and Nintendo has decided to flag your video, even if it's a bogus claim, see this is this is the part that is just just incredible. Even if it's bogus, they can flag it, get the revenue, and let's say your dispute holds. Well, a you lost out on that revenue for the past thirty days. You don't get anything retroactive. They just say, oh, sorry, our bad. Now it's back to you. I've had stuff flagged. I fought it all. But after those 30 days, people tend to move on to new content. You lose out. It's frustrating. It is so frustrating because what do you do? What's the answer? How do you fight it? What, I mean, I, I I just don't know what to do. Do you guys think I'm playing it right by saying, hey, instead of watching the content, come watch it on on our website? I mean, sure.
1: The,
0: would you do it? Would you? Let's say you're you're cruising YouTube, John. You're watching. You subscribe to all your favorite friends. Now, now you have to go to all these individual sites to watch the content. Would you? I bet I bet you some of those would fall off the wayside. That's too many sites. Makes it easy if you subscribe. Well, it's,
2: it's it's too much work even if yeah. it's a, a link in the in the the show notes or you know in the in the in yeah. the description. It's it's more work than a lot of people are willing to put into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I'm a bad one to ask about that because for one I don't have a YouTube channel. And I don't follow anybody on YouTube. So oh, okay. it's like there are, I mean, if I want, there's specific sites that I go to, so I go to their site for what sure. the content that I'm looking for. Yeah, but so today's
0: generation, today's generation yeah, isn't like that, though. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. they're 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 not like that. I mean, Joe, would you would you you know float around to individual sites to watch content? I mean,
2: but over, it, would, it would depend. It would depend on the content, right? right. Honestly, um, but if the, it was something that was established that I watched regularly, and yeah, I I wouldn't see that as being an issue. But in terms of discovering new media or new content, it's really hard to do it that way. Because uh, a little clip on on the internet that says, hey, we're going to talk about this, unless there's something really compelling in that, I'm not going to bother. I mean, most people wouldn't. The content
0: yeah. recently that's been flagged uh, and knowledge in our chat room below, this stuff isn't backlogged. It's not a backlog. They just flipped it on for the multi-channel yeah. networks. So... The way it was before is multi-channel networks like Machinima, for example, they have all these smaller channels that are underneath them and and they're working with for promotion and for copyright. And what happened was these multi-channel networks were not basically, they were not policing the content as they should. So YouTube said, well, fine, since you're not policing it as you should, we're going to start policing it. And that's why... All these uh, gaming channels all of a sudden got flagged for lots of content because their parent, the 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 MCNs were not doing that. So it's not a backlog; they just turned it on, <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. So, I what about hosting it public but not listed and just embed the video on your website? Well, you know that's you know DX9s. That might work for somebody like Market Classic Game Room, who's got probably over a million followers and can say, hey, we got a million people watching my content. But for someone like me, who doesn't have that, it makes it very, very difficult to get advertisers directly to sponsor content on your website. It is extremely difficult. And if you have the magic sauce on that, I'd, I'd be all ears. <laughs> uh, but uh if you're big, you're probably going to be okay. Your people will follow you. If you're small and up and coming, and you're trying to gain traction in this world, this is a very scary situ- situation. So, obviously, YouTube hasn't really uh, answered well. They're in the in the bag uh, the bag of uh, the content uh, holders, if you will. They don't care if there's bogus claims or not. They keep saying that there's just a dispute system. But that's really not the answer. There's There's got to be something else to, to to get done here. So we'll see. I didn't want this to be all doom and gloom. I, I did want to talk about some other cool gaming-related news. There's one big story that I, I really wanted to, to chat about before we got out of here this week. And uh, Joe, uh, Joe asked me this earlier this past week. He said, hey, Chase, uh, did you get an email? At the certain time. <laughs> I'm like, no. Because guess what's out there in the wild now? A whole bunch of beta testers got this Steam
2: Machine prototype. Well, a whole bunch. Two. <laughs> uh, or 200, 200 out of... Um, millions. Millions. Uh, oh, no, they actually published the number. It was like 30-some thousand people who had signed up. So, so look at this cool mm, box
0: that it came yeah. in, first off. I just yeah. think nice. the box is great. Uh, and that's what it looks like. This is the prototype. It's uh, like a small little uh, tower, essentially. little ITX uh, tower mm-hmm. there. Uh, and that and it comes with the Darth Vader controller. Um, looks really, really cool. Um, obviously, uh, Valve is going to be announcing at CES who their official hardware partners are. Uh, but this, uh, this looks cool and promising. Uh, obviously, here's the Here's what all the gamers love to see. Here's the back. <laughs> the back. <laughs> Here's the back of the of the console. Now, is it fair to call it a console, Joe? I mean, what would you call this? I mean, console can be a uh, relative term, right? So
2: Yeah. Yeah. Media box. It's uh it's it's not really a console because it's you know, that's the thing. It's not really a gaming PC. It's not designed to be a gaming PC. They make it really, really clear that it's designed to be a living room PC. Yeah. And uh uh so it you know it's it's sort of hard to, to <laughs> hard describe to exactly yeah, what it exactly. is. Yeah exactly yeah. Um but it it there are some interesting notes uh people who've pointed out see that that drilled out hole if you go back to that. Yeah. Um all of the machines have a different drilled out hole and there's approximately 300 holes there so that is how they can identify which machine is which if it came down to it. Oh okay. Um, just from pictures. Um the video card that is in all of them, at least the ones that people have received so far, appear to all have been NVIDIA cards, GeForce yep. GTXs. Uh, I don't know if there's too many pictures of anybody who's cracked one open yet. I haven't seen very many anyway. Uh, they did have some released on their website of those of them opened. Um, and the, the other thing, too, is if you want to build one. So, you know, you're not one of the lucky 200 who got one of these things. Well, that's rough. I'm not either. Uh, but if you want to <laughs> set one up, you can do everything except for the, console, uh, the handheld controller at home. Uh, the SteamOS is available online. Just remember, Valve has said many times, and they keep reiterating it, it is not a gaming operating system. It is intended to go as a home theater PC. It is intended to hook up to your TV and both play games that are compatible on it, which is awesome, but I don't also see also stream content. I don't see an optical other. disk drive on here either. Now, why would there be one? Well, Blu-ray. They're, they're uh, seriously optical disks are so behind the times at this point. <laughs> I mean there it's it's time to 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 get away from optical drives. It's all about it, digital it really content. Is. Yeah, I'm not I'm not seeing a um, disc slot on here, but uh yeah, there's no uh, I think this is the only uh, the only input to the system would be via USB. Uh but yeah, having a having an optical drive on it I don't it, it I wouldn't miss it. Um you know, I I can count uh, on less than one hand how many times I've had to use the the drive in, in my computer so um but yeah it's a it's a cool box like i said if you want to do one yourself you can do it if you got spare parts you can go to Gaval's website and download the uh, steam os uh installer package and get it up and running yourself and a number of people have done that already are as you well, are you, you gonna give that to... a try joe are you gonna give that a roll uh, i probably would have tried it sometime this weekend but <laughs> i been busy with something else fair <laughs> enough uh Someone's so got, yeah, I'd, I'd like to try it. I just haven't. Uh, I just haven't had time yet.
1: Got it. Someone's gonna make the crate into one. That crate is really cool. Either, by the you way, you know, open the crate, yeah. put a fan in there, and put the box in the crate. I want to the see the that.
2: Crate is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I I will say. I say well, I could see that Bug cool. doing that. Well, one one of the uh, now
0: I uh, wonder if HDMI allows you to to go to input and plug a Chromecast into it. Well, the HDMI. Remember, this is just this is an outbound box. So the only thing mm-hmm. you're basically plugging into it probably is maybe. A controller yeah if not
2: nothing yeah
0: <laughs> i mean yeah it's a it's it's yeah. not
2: a it's it's not like the xbox 360 where they say it's a media center and a gaming system this is just straight gaming at least for right now there's some potential that with steam store working the way it does they can add other content to it later but right now it's all about gaming in your living room and really i think the the innovation isn't in the Steam box, I think the Steam box is cool and it's approachable and hopefully it'll it'll kickstart more Linux game development because that's what it's based on. But I think the controller is potentially where they have a bigger winner because that controller, by all accounts, sounds like it works pretty well. Most people who've said they've used it have said they really like it. So we'll have to see how that goes as yeah. more people receive theirs. Uh, they only shipped them out on, I think, Thursday. Yeah, a lot of people got them on time, unlike my lights, but yes. (laughs) Well, a lot of people who got them, the people who got them Friday and Saturday, mostly Friday, were the ones who were probably very close in the Seattle area uh, or near wherever they shipped them from. I can't remember where they shipped them from. Uh, The rest of the people are 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 expecting to get them throughout the following week. So we'll get more and more stories Mm -hmm. about these things. But yeah, only 200 of them out there in the world. And there is a private steam group already just for those 200 people. So if you're one of them. Send me your Steambox. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh... Great. <laughs> hey, Valve, I mean, I'm close by. I mean, if you need somebody
0: to come uh, down, I can come and pick it up. You don't even have to ship it. I'll come and pick it up.
1: No shipping required. No shipping required. No. And they were only going to do them. And it's actually, they only sent them out to North America. It was just North America. Yeah, I believe yeah. it was
2: just North America. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, yeah you guys are in North America.
0: Now, as you guys may know, uh, we're heading out to CES this year, 2014 in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is January 5th through the 9th. Uh, But hey, if you live in the Las Vegas area and you want to have a chance to win some awesome cash and prizes, this is uh, being ran, uh, or at least being hosted by one of our good friends of the show, Chris Cashman. And I'll just read this to you guys. Do you love watching television? Well, it's time to put your eyes to the test. They're looking for several bold contestants to set a new world record for TV binge watching. Join in the excitement at CES 2014 by taking part in an official world record attempt. If you can watch TV for over 86 hours continuously and want to be rewarded with cash and awesome prizes, they want to hear from you. Now, you do have to live in the Las Vegas area or you're going to be there. Um, I I was saying, Joe before the show, that I think gamers could do this very easily. I mean, gamers that go to LAN parties, they stay up 24, 48 hours. They don't bathe. Perfect for something like this. So if you are interested in this...
2: Uh, yeah. I'm.
0: 86 hours is a long it's time. It's a long with. time. But the, the cash prize... Now, I know what the cash prize is. I can't say what it is because I don't know if I'm supposed One to. One million dollars. It's not that much money. But uh, like hundred dollar Starbucks gift card? Maybe. No Good for it's, a latte. Yeah, it's, it, full full latte. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, what they don't t- <laughs> uh, yeah, do. The yeah, what they don't tell you. Yeah, what they don't tell you. is eighty six <laughs> hours of Duck Dynasty back oh. to back to back <laughs> no. on repeat.
2: Well, does it have to be TV or does it just have to be? I mean,
0: all it says here is they are going to take care of the food and the TV viewing entertainment. That's all they say. Yeah, it's, see,
2: it's it's all gonna be it's all gonna be content that has Chris Cashman in it then.
1: Yeah, i It's eighty-six <laughs> hours of live stream from CES. That's
2: why they told you about it. You <laughs> submitted the episodes where he's been guested. He's guested it, didn't you? That, yeah. You're gonna have to watch those too. That's huh? yeah, you're absolutely
0: right. <laughs> yeah. So hey you guys, we will uh, we will be at CES twenty fourteen. And uh by the way, if you are a company or individual uh, who wants to get some awesome exposure? We're going to be putting out some great videos and content from CES. Uh, by the way, we do have over 1 million YouTube views, over 200 250,000 pod, uh, podcast downloads over the past 90 days, over 10,000 Roku channel subscribers, and we also get over a million hits to Geek Gamer TV monthly on our website. That That is true. Those are all certified stats. Don't delay. Contact me today. Would love it if you... Uh, want to be a part of the coverage. It's just a few short weeks away. All that fun wrapped up into one long week. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we are planning to cover the smaller stuff, the nichey things, the gaming-related items, the things that may not even make it above the noise. We're going to give them a voice. We're going to
1: interview or review all
0: of the uh, iPhone cases. All of them makers. That's a lot, John. You know that.
2: Yeah, it's
0: so should be a lot of fun. Should be a great time. Knowledge uh, and we are, we've checked out the Oculus Rift. We were very impressed with it at PAX, yeah. and uh, hopefully, if they are there, we'll just go by and say hi. Still love your stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and then ask them when when we can buy one again.
0: Server administrator extraordinaire, Mr. Joseph Falby, as we did this show today, is installing all over again. How's the yeah, progress coming? On the box. Yeah, exactly. Uh it's still going. Yeah. It's still going. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at falby f a l b e y. John Kessler, he's not on any social media platform by design. Yes. And he doesn't have a white beard. No. Uh and I would say you could follow him but you can't. Yep. Uh you can follow me on Twitter if you guys want to at nunes n u n e s. You could also follow the uh Great Geek Gamer TV network at geekgamer tv on Twitter. We also have a Facebook page, Google Plus page. We might even have an ORCUT page. I'm not exactly sure. For those who are watching our show live right now, hang out, stay after the show. We'll love to take your calls and your questions. That's why that Skype number and name are down below. But if you always want if you want to participate during a live show and and see your name come up on screen, it's a lot of fun to do so. Every Sunday evening, 6 p.m. Pacific and 9 Eastern at live.geekGamer.tv. We'd love to to have you join us. It's been a lot of fun, you guys. For Mr. Joseph Falby, John Kessler, my name is Chase Unis. Thank you for watching, Geek Gamer Weekly. Until we all talk again, we're all silent. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Stall, 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 stall.
1: What? I'm That's not a name. <laughs> That's not a
0: person name. <laughs>